all the female main characters have issues with the guys' money. And I'm like, are you, are you guys smoking crap? <laughs> I'm like, what's the issue here? See a problem. I don't see a like, single problem. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack podcast. We are so excited because this is a classic. Like, we have read the classics and they are The Stopover by T.L. Swan. So we are so excited to get into this. But before we do, Em, how are you? I'm good. Okay, so I have a little tiff with a professor of mine. But men are just being very problematic in my life right now. And so... That's kind of how that, like, that's where I am right now. Um, hockey preseason has started, so Dallas has a game today. So, looking forward to that. But the weather is nice; it's in the seventies. It was a little bit gloomy yesterday, so I was like, "This is instant serotonin." I know it's finally fall. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, I got my pumpkin coffee, and I'm ready to go. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, if you've been following the saga, we are buying a house again. I have not told anybody because I didn't want to jinx it, but like we close next week. So I think we have made it to the finish line. So that's exciting. I mean, really not much else. I will say on M's men in her life being assholes. I've really, every time she talks about this professor that she doesn't like, I'm like, is he hot? No. Is he married? Yes. Like I've been really trying to envision this fun academic like rivals slash enemies lover situation and I just don't think it's gonna happen for her and I'm really upset yeah it's not happening maybe it'll happen wherever I intern or something but it is not happening at school anyways that's all that's going on in our lives I went to the beach this weekend which is why I make literal tomato probably for the last time like summer's over did my final beach trip and then I guess I'm going to start, like, watching, like, Halloween shit. I started watching, so Netflix has its two series right now, The Partner Track. And I really think it's Netflix trying to do, like, book talk. So this girl is trying to get a partner at the law firm, and she's dealing with, like, an enemy. And I think they're supposed to become lovers. And then he's this big shot billionaire and like this hopeless romantic philosopher is falling Mm. like falling for her but the acting is so bad it's like it's so hard to get through like to get like watching it so I put that on pause I started watching do um watch Selling Sunset okay no so I haven't seen Selling Sunset or Selling the OC which is what everyone's talking about so I like Selling the OC better than selling mm-hmm. sunset because the drama is just like it like the tea is piping so well I have been following the drama because one of the guys was like married to Britney Snow and they announced the divorce and he is so hot but he's such a douchebag like mm-hmm. I love Britney Snow and so I'm just like really but Britney Snow is an American drama. icon and she must she be is. protected at all costs all costs the and entire cast woman. of John Tucker Must Die are American heroes. And I think that we should really work to make sure that they have the best life possible. And that's how I feel about Pitch Perfect. Like, I ate all three of those movies up. Anytime they're on TV, I'm pausing when I'm doing and I'm watching Pitch Perfect. I 
Okay, have you seen the TikTok trend of men singing the magic from... Yeah. <laughs> and I find it so hot. Like, acapella is not hot, but those acapella guys fuck 100%. Oh, easily. Listen, we have superior taste in movies. Pitch Perfect, The Kissing Boob. <laughs> the Academy, we're available, so... <laughs> if y'all need us, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Have you been reading anything juicy lately? Okay, so I reread The Stopover last week. Loved it. I'm so glad that I reread it because it's been a while. And then I started The Bridge Kingdom. I'm like not fully in a slump, but I'm kind of in a slump. Here's my situation. I want to read fantasy. I'm in a fantasy vibe. It's fall. That's what I'm feeling. Fantasy books are so fucking long so fucking long that I'm like not committing if I open it up on my kindle and it says average time to finish 13 hours I'm closing that immediately like it's just not the vibe that I'm in so I am ISO semi-short very spicy fantasy romances please let me know thank you before I say what I'm reading we um have a friend who listens to this show um her name is Jasmine and she texted me because she read a court of vampires on the her road trip with her fiance and she was like do you think that rylan can turn his dick into a vibrator because he can like shift shape it be like a rattlesnake and it would move (laughs) so i was like i have to mention that on the podcast she also was very upset that you hadn't fucking watched the vampire diaries and i hope that everyone else was incredibly upset by that information too yeah, and I've been bullied to um, change my pepper rating, which we'll get to later. Thank God that someone else fucking bullied you into this because I have been so upset about it. <laughs> so I reevaluate that, but I've been kind of on a roll a little bit with books. So I've devoured, you guys knew I had that shit pre-ordered, God of Pain by Rena Kent, <laughs> which follows the God of Malice. And I really think that like Rena Kent has altered my brain. Like, I just think that there's, like, no point of, like, fucked up things. I'm just like, hmm. It was so dark and hot, but also had so much plot. So, it was also five-star, like, God of Malice, but they were so different, which I enjoyed. But if you are going to read God of Pain, I recommend reading The Vow of Deception trilogy by Rena Kent first. Because that story is so intertwined into God of Pain. So, I recommend doing that first. And, um... The Vow Deception Trilogy is on Kindle Unlimited. And then I reread The Stopover. And then I finished My Killer Vacation by Tessa Bailey. For me, it was like a cute, like, filler read to me. It was kind of almost too cheesy. And I think that's because I went from God of Pain to, like, cheesy rom-com kind of book. (laughs) But now I'm reading The Icebreaker, which is perfect because hockey is almost back and it's fall. So... That's what I've been up to reading wise. I do think that Rena Kent has altered your brain because I loved my killer vacation. It was so cute, so cute, so cheesy, but so spicy too. You see, I don't think it was spicy. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so upset with you right now with your fucking spice rating. I cannot handle it. I really think I'll give it like one and a half to two peppers. Because you only have, like, two big scenes, and that's it. Oh, I mean, I only gave it, like, one and a half peppers, but, like, the amount of spice was there. Yeah. You don't think so? I mean, they fucked in a (laughs) church, Emily. I don't know what you want at this point. 
people will fuck in a church and Emily's like, mm, half a pepper. It really it just wasn't that spicy. To me. Bye. But I was thinking, I if I could have a dream co-author collaboration, I want a seven book series by Rena Kent and Chantel Tessier. I would want to be buried with that series. Like that would be the holy grail for me. That really screams you. I would agree. I can't think of like two authors that I want to be together, but I want Tessa Bailey to write fantasy. That's what I would want. She would she would do a really good job. She would do it. I would also like to tell everyone I am going on a little rabbit hole. I haven't started, but it's in my peripheral vision. I can see it coming. <laughs> and that rabbit hole is um like monster. <laughs> <laughs> So I downloaded A Soul to Keep, and it's like a demon type, like the guy is a demon. Um, And then I also downloaded another one with a demon situation. And I just, I think that Court of the Empire Queen, like, is going to, I'm going to get segued down this little monster (laughs) situation. I might finally read Ice Planet Barbarians. Maybe that's what (laughs) this journey will mean for me. I don't see myself going down the ice barbarian shop, but I'm very excited to hear your I think on the next edition of Emily Reads Fantasy, we should do Ice Planet Barbarians and read about the blue dick aliens with the, the breeding kink. I think that that would be fun. Also, just a little bit of book news, because we've talked about it so much at this point. I was able to pre-order on Kindle Happenstance, which is Tessa Bailey's reverse harem so it is available it comes out in november i haven't seen it talked about anywhere of like a physical copy so it might just be something that you can get on your kindle for now but she is out there in the world and you can pre-order it so something um and i texted you sad about this i've noticed a lot of books now are coming out on kindle earlier and then after like two or three weeks then you can buy them for print and i just thought that's interesting yeah, that is so cool. And Spotify is starting to do audiobooks. However, they're like $43 to read Harry, to listen to Harry Potter on Spotify. So like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> don't misuse your funds in that way. Yes. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. Okay. We can cut this out or whatever. I think for my 26th birthday, I want to do a boudoir shoot or however you say it. Oh, I think you should. Yeah, I was inspired by one of the books, the God of Pain book. And I was like, I think I might do that for my 26. See, (laughs) here's the thing. I just take a lot of nudes. Like I will send, I will create a perfect environment and send set the photo. I don't know, like once a week. That's what I was saying. Because I was thinking in these books, nobody's sending nudes. Have you noticed that? I don't know if this is like, like, I don't know if Gen Z isn't, if it's not cool to send nudes anymore. I am actively sending nudes. I am keeping nudes alive. Book talk inspired me, so. I love that. Keep us posted. Okay, getting into our content for the week. T.L. Swan is the author of The Stopover, and she is a Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Amazon bestselling author. She is currently writing the screenplays for a number of her titles. She lives in Sydney, Australia, where she is living her own happily ever after with her first true love. 
Books by Swan include the Master Series, the Miles High Club Series, the Italian, and the Play Along. Today, we will be discussing The Stopover, which is the first book in the Miles High series, and I think about it every time I fly. And the first time I read this, I was actually on a plane, and I was like, yo, craziness. (laughs) I was also on a plane the first time I read this, and I was like, I was not upgraded to first class, but I was flying to Charlotte, and I was the last row of the plane. Like, there was no, like, window. Like, last oh, so you were the plane. opposite of first class. You were in the dungeon. Opposite of, of first class. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a whole row to my – like, there was no seat next to me. And then I was like, is he running late? Like, I had my own stopover. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was an old merry man <laughs> came oh, and sat next to me. He was, bummer. like, 80. And I was like – because, you know, like, the thing is, like, there's, like, no sexual attention higher than, like, you and the guy on the plane that's your age. This is true. This is true. You do size each other up from across the row, you know, every time. You do. His book is just so good. And I think that the dedication is just so, so beautiful. And it's the same um, dedication for the whole series. So it's, I would like to dedicate this book to the alphabet for those 26 letters have changed my life. Within those 26 letters, I found myself and now I live my dream. Next time you say the alphabet, remember its power. I do every day. Oh, I love this. Like, that's so beautiful. It is beautiful. You know what I love so much is a woman who can write poetry like that and then go into a book where they are absolutely railing each other. I live for that. I live for it. (laughs) Multi-talented. Okay. So getting into the plot. So Emily Foster's trip from London started out as a nightmare. Miserable from seeing her ex-boyfriend be in love at a wedding to a drunk throwing her luggage across the room. When she is upgraded to first class, she meets the cocky boss CEO that is Jameson Miles. They flirt the whole flight, and when a stopover is announced because of weather, we get a very steamy hookup between the two. Fast forward a year later, Emily walks into her new boss's office, who happens to be the Miles brother that rocked her world. When Emily publishes a story with a mistake, the company finds out that their stories have been stolen by someone in the company, and Emily is hired to work on the special project. The two reconnect, and what we get is a steamy workplace drama that is not the healthiest, but it had us devouring the book. The stopover had drama, a workplace scandal, hot brother, sex, and top-tier banter throughout. I am so glad that off the jump, we are acknowledging how toxic this relationship is. When I was reading this, I was like, this is really fucking toxic. Like, I thought it the whole time. Yeah, not the healthiest, but a classic. Yeah, a classic. I'm shipping it so hard anyways. And I do think that this is like the classic Kindle Unlimited book talk book. Like if you were on TikTok in COVID season one and you had a Kindle, you read this. It was like one of the first that like went viral and everyone talked about it. So if you'd made it this far in life and you hadn't read it, welcome to the club. Welcome to the Miles High Club. These two people are so toxic and I really don't think that they should be together. Like, I think that they're probably going to fight for the rest of their lives, but I ship them so hard and I will continue to do so. Jameson, Jim, Jay, whatever you want to call him is the brutal harsh CEO who feels like he doesn't have time for anything but work. And then enter Emily, this doe-eyed sweet girl who ensnares him. 
I love a workplace office setting and the plot behind all of this with the drama of people stealing the stories and you've got the like rival media company that's like coming after them and the fucking when he punches him I was like yo this is going down but there is nothing that I love more than groveling and this man groveled and we haven't had good groveling in a book in quite some time so I'm happy that we got some groveling I think that this is probably the most toxic relationship showcased in a book, but I'm not mad about it. When he had her meet him for the goodbye stopover, I was crushed. Truly, truly upset and crushed. I felt really bad for Emily. But I think that I don't overall love her. <laughs> she was not my favorite. I think that they both had a lot of flaws. I'm going to be honest. But... I mean, it worked, but like the jealousy with Emily over the masseuse, I don't know. I'm not really a jealous person. So I just like, like that's how people have fucked people in the past. Like you just got to get over that. And the need to always be at her place. Cause she was like, not into his money. Girl, why are you not enjoying the fucking $4 million penthouse condo over central park? Like that I cannot fathom. And then she was always needing to start some shit. Like Emily just loved to start some shit. So, but I also, Jameson is a controlling psycho and that was his whole thing. So, you know what? They're toxic. They both had a lot of flaws, whatever. However, two quotes that I'm going to give. In the beginning, when she moves to Miles Media and she's like going back to see her boyfriend because she has started dating somebody between the stopover and when the main story takes place. She's going back to see her loser boyfriend. And Jameson says, when you see him, I want you to do something for me. Ask him if he feels like he might die if he doesn't get to touch you again. And she says, why is that? And he says, because there is another man who does. (laughs) Amazing. Speechless. A loss for words. (laughs) Literally, I was like, oh, like that's a fucking line. You can be controlling if you say some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's no red flags after that statement. No red flags. You gotta, if you're going to be controlling a little bit psychotic, you gotta have some good one-liners to churn out. But I think the most relatable part of this book or of Emily as a character was that she, homegirl loved a rom-com, which speaks to my soul because I also love a rom-com. And at one point she's upset because Jameson is just not giving her the validation that she needs. And she says, Maybe my expectations are too high from my book boyfriends and my romance novels. Same girl. (laughs) Same. Same. (laughs) Relatable content. I would just like to say, I hope I get the saying right. Emily and Jameson walked so vicious and Amelia could run. Yes. I totally agree. I ate this toxic love story up. Jameson, he's that commanding bossy CEO that makes women drool. And I like that a lot of times that Emily does not settle for his shit, which I absolutely loved. I think the camping scene might be one of the funniest book scenes ever written. I was cackling when they were driving away in the pickup truck and she did the honking sign to his driver. I died. He was so dramatic in the camping scene. It's one of my favorite things ever it was so funny and um I do think that some of their fights could have been completely avoided if they had the smallest ounce of communication skills the smallest ounce 
I love that we were introduced to all the Miles brothers in this book because I love books that have that dynamic. And, like, the brothers, they give each other shit all the time. Like, I just thought that was funny. And it was fun going back and rereading this one because I read all of the Miles Brothers books. So it was funny going back and, like, rereading this one. The sex was hot. I love the storyline of someone stealing from the company. I just like the scenes. Like, when Emily was, like, pissed at Jameson, so she tried to, like, like, I'm going to go see Tristan. Like, I'm going to work with, like, the other brothers. And he's like, fuck off. Like, no, you're not. I absolutely did like the club scene when she was at the club. And she's like, I'm over him. And then Jameson sees her dance with another guy. And he's like, uh, who do you think you are? I gave it a 4.5 star rating. Because to me, Jameson is just too much of an asshole. And if I'm ever arguing with a man and he says, here we fucking go again, or look, the bitch is making an appearance, I would lose it. And this is the same reason why I did not like Twisted Hate that much, because I absolutely hated when they recreated the stopover and he was like, bye. Like, I hate that, like, whole, like, revenge, like, sex plan. Like, I was crushed for Emily. And my heart truly did sink because I was just like... And I know this quote is like different, but when he would say, good morning, my M, absolutely just killed me. I don't know if it's because we have the same name, but I, it was very toxic, but I think, and we'll get to the boyfriend rating later. Jameson just didn't really, he was hot to me, but homie had a little bit some issues. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. And I didn't even think about his fucking shitty comments until you just said that, but he would like. Emily would start some shit and he would rise to the fucking occasion. He would. And not to like spoil, but if you read the do over the last, so the miles high. So she's coming out in February with an extended epilogue about all the brothers, all the miles brothers, but in the do over Emily's pregnant with her fourth child and there's, and like they're arguing at the dinner table. So I was like, nothing has changed. Yeah. There was a quote (laughs) when I finished this book, I was listening to, music laying out by my mom's pool and I have to the song that was playing when I finished was why can't I by Liz McFerrin do you know what song I'm talking about yeah yeah it it was like they came back together in this 2000s rom-com fucking dream that I was having and it was beautiful but when I was finishing the book there's a quote towards the end that basically is like you should find a partner that you that challenges you and that you want to fight with all the time and like that's just not my personal outlook on relationships. So I get that some people are going for that. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, I think you can have like the witty banter and like that stuff, like keep each other on your toes that way. But I'm having an argument and the guy's like, the bitch is coming out again. No, I'm, I'm going, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm texting sad, like, listen to what this man said. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I feel the same. Like, I really don't think... I really don't think that that does it for me. I'm not a fighter. Seth is absolutely not a fighter. So like, we just are not a fighty couple, but like that, if you are that couple and you are making a scene in public, I'm sure that this book really speaks to you and you were here for it. I was seeing a guy that was exactly like, and we would always have like argument and I would like say something. He's like, well, you know, I'm an asshole. Like that's who I am. So you can get over it. And I was like, I feel like, like him and Jameson would be besties always yeah so yeah and this man fucked Emily up for years to come so like if you're looking at a new relationship and this is happening I would maybe not say that it's a great yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no, like, please run the opposite direction. Sprint in the opposite direction. If you want to take advice from us, let it be this. <laughs> and you know me, like, I love the controlling the site, but now run the other direction. This is different. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Like, I gave this five stars. I think it's a... F- I think it's a fun read and I think it's a good way to like lose yourself in a little bit of drama if that's what you're here for and that's what your form of like reading and escapism is but like please dear god do not mirror your relationship after this one because it has some deeply deeply flaws yeah if you want to read about some good spice it's a quick fun read then I do recommend and I really recommend so I love the stopover but um it's like my least favorite all the whole miles high club um oh really yeah it's my favorite goes elliot's book and then christopher's book and then tristan and then jameson's book because they have more plot more spice and so i just liked and i like the storylines better and so um i did really enjoy this book but to me the stopover is the fourth one wow i haven't read any of the other ones so i I didn't realize that the other ones were that good yeah i like elliot so much i might like buy it as like a hard copy and reread it and which one is his his is the third one okay and um the second um tristan's is the second one it's super funny but um it's like single mom but it's so so funny and so like that's also like a really good read and so i highly recommend reading like the whole series it's really good Okay, I might use these as like my fillers. If I'm going to go down this fantasy demon monster rabbit hole, I'm going to need some good palate cleansers. Yeah, I recommend it. Okay, well, we need to get into the spice because I want to start with Emily because as you all know, her pepper rating is beyond <laughs> fucked up. And so I'm, I'm curious if she's going to give this negative peppers because that's what <laughs> we've been going on in the past. No, so I reevaluated my pepper scale, and I'm giving this 2.5 peppers. Okay, I gave it 2.5 peppers. And so the the dirty talk, the banter was just... Top tier. Chef kisses. Yes, I agree. It was always one step by the other, chef kisses. It was, he was very, like, dominating, and I have one of my scenes. So when she gets, she's at the bar with her friends. She has a friend named Ava and she like purposely wants to go to the bars where all the rich guys are at. I get, I support a girl. And so he finds her dancing with another man and he gets mad and they end up going back to her place to have sex. Going back to this whole toxicity thing. And she goes, I cry out as the air is not for my lungs. Then he is riding me deep punishing hits and my bed is hitting the wall so hard it may knock it down. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's what's us. That speaks to us, and that is like what their whole like sex life is. So yes, very, very dominating. I also gave it two and a half peppers. Look at us on the same page. <laughs> I want to circle back and talk about your pepper rating and how you reevaluated it. But these people fucked like their lives depended on it. Like if we right now zombie alarms are going off, we are in the apocalypse. Everyone is gonna die. Jameson and Emily would be like, we got to have sex one last time. Like, we can't go out trying to fight. Like, we need to be together. The thing that really did it for me was the office flirtation and banter. Y'all know I love, like, a snarky back and forth. And so at one point, 
Emily says, I smirk at the audacity of this man. You know, your arrogance is a turnoff. And then internally she says, that's a blatant lie. Not even close. But he responds and says, and you're a turn on. I've been hard all day. Come put me out of my misery. Like, oh, I just loved the back and forth so much. And their sex was hot. Their banter was hot. They were like truly making a scene in every sense of the word. If they were fighting or if they were going back and forth or if they were flirting. So and making everyone else in the room uncomfortable, that was like just their thing. Okay, circling back, I want to talk about what's what reflective steps did you take to reevaluate your pepper scale? I read God of Pain, and I was thinking, so I think at five, I have like Den of Vipers and God of Malice. Then, what God of Malice at five peppers? Yes, okay, and that's where I'm putting like the ritual that stuff is five. Are you moving Court of the Vampire Queen up to five or are you still keeping it at like fucking one? (laughs) Whatever you put it No, I'm going to put that as three. So at four, I have like God of Pain, um, the Ravenhood trilogy. That stuff's going to be at like a three, not a four. And at three, I'm going to do Court of Vampires. Um, I'm trying to take my books right now. Candy Snyder is a three. And then at two, Tessa Bailey-ish kind of books. And then one is like the Mariana Zapata and like Colleen Hoover books. I agree with you on one and two. And maybe some parts of three. I don't know what crack you were on when you were reading Court of the Vampire Queen. (laughs) That was the spiciest book I have literally ever read. No, I think like to me, the spiciest book because... I read the Dare series by Chantel Tessier and like that and like Den of Vipers to me is like the spiciest books I've ever read. Mm. I feel like if it has multiple partners, I'm automatically going to give it five peppers, at least four peppers. That's my, that's an automatic given. That's your rating. See, I don't, I don't know because I put God of Malice at five, but God of Pain at four on the spice level. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, everyone stay tuned because I'm sure that she's going to continue to throw us for a loop with these readings. Okay. So we're going to get into some discussion questions. So, you know, we love a good workplace romance, but Sab, if you could enter into any kind of like workplace romance dynamic, what would you like it to be? Okay. I have a, I have a theory inside my head. I think it's because we've talked about like the stopover and flights, but like a pilot, flight attendant wouldn't that be so hot that's like top tier I think I want a book like that if anybody has any book recommendations like that please let us know because I think that would be really hot that would be so fun and then I also love I mean this isn't really workplace but y'all know I love a teacher or a student professor not a teacher student because that gives high school (laughs) and then any sort of like just general workplace Uh, like situation one of my favorites is it has so many of my favorite things in one but the tessa bailey check christmas time (laughs) check grumpy sunshine check but it's like he's the manager of a store and she is doing like the art displays for the store and it's called the i think it's called window shopping it is called window shopping i totally forgot but yeah anything where like 
I will say I typically lean towards situations where like the man is in a more authoritative position and the female main character is below him. I'm I'm sold. Count me in. What about you? I also I, I think I just eat up the whole CEO and the person's under. Um Dirty Headlines by LJ Shen is a really good um, workplace romance also. But I think I kind of like if the setting was journalism. I don't know what it is, but I think the journalism mm-hmm. setting is fun. But also, I think I would eat up like a ballet and like ballet like instructor kind Ooh, of romance. Okay. I think that and then you can add. I think that would just be a really good one as well. But I think that is what I would enter into. I mean, technically is the mafia if you want to think about it the mafia is a business (laughs) so technically our mafia workplace settings yeah (laughs) they're just running they're just doing their business we can't fall i think like i don't think i could do like the whole doctor nurse like situation because like that i've seen Grey's anatomy i see how it ends and yeah, so. I wouldn't want to do doctor nurse, but if it was like, that's the thing. If it's like doctor doctor or like lawyer lawyer, I want to be on the same level as mm-hmm. someone else. But like, if I'm just like showing up to work in an office, I will 100% fuck my boss. But like, if I'm a doctor, I'm a fucking doctor. I'm not fucking someone beneath me or feeling like someone else is above me. I'm gonna fuck somebody on the same level. And that's that. <laughs> Okay, so when I was talking about groveling, I noticed that you were not on the same page with me. (laughs) So I would like to know, do you think that Jameson groveled enough? No, I don't think he groveled enough. He, this is the thing. There are two over stopover. If that ever happened to me, there would be a point of no return. I, I just don't see how she could so, okay, he rode the bus for like, what, two weeks? Ooh, like you know what I mean? Like I just like he went from treating her like this and not even letting her explain anything, completely shutting her off to be like you're going to come move in with me and then like a week later they're engaged. Now. Alex, Alex you're not going to like what I have to say. Alex Falkoff groveled for a whole year. Vicious groveled for months. But Jameson just expects her to drop everything at the top of the hat and boom, engaged. Okay, but Alex Volkov, like, put her in literal danger. <laughs> like, homegirl almost died because of Alex Volkov. I, <laughs> you are not going to like what I have to say. I think that maybe he groveled. Like, I thought that it was almost too much. <laughs> Interesting. But maybe it's because, because, oh my God, we have the same fucking brain, I swear. Okay, continue. So see, this is the thing. I don't, I think also, this is my thing. This goes back to just how toxic their relationship is. Like I, and the thing, like she agreed, proposed, all that stuff. But like, she quit her dream job because he was making it unbearable for her to work there. And I was just like, and the thing that I think, I wonder if they're never going to agree on is like the money aspect of the relationship and how like he's richer than like she is. But even when he was on the bus, he complained about it the whole fucking time. So I don't think he groveled enough. 
I don't think that she quit her job because he made it miserable for her to be there. I think she made it miserable for herself to be there. She knew that she was fucking her boss. And then she went and met out with somebody who gave her the heebie-jeebies. Yes, she had decent intentions. But for if you're a fucking journalist and you're not seeing into, he's taking me to this bar. Like, she should have left. She should have picked up on the red flags in the room and left. And then he is now being slandered. I mean, yes, she solved the case, whatever, but I disagree. I think that she made her work environment miserable. All of her actions led to those same consequences. And I think that she ended up in a better work environment anyways, where she was happier. But no, I, I really don't think like he got to the point where he was like, you have to be in this at some point. Like I will ride the bus with you every day, but you have to give me some inclination of something. And I agree with him. Yeah, I did um, die when he brought the yellow roses. And <laughs> she fucking lost her mind. Her <laughs> I could picture it so vividly of her going absolute fucking ape shit on the roses. <laughs> like, that's the thing. If a man pulled that shit with me about the do-over, stop-over, and then shows it to my house with yellow roses and be like, yellow <laughs> represents friendship. I'm going to have to like, take a vacation because <laughs> I would have absolutely lost my shit. I also would like to say, this is not a question, but if a man proposed to me with the pina colada song, <laughs> would you say yes? Because I'm saying no immediately. No, and like when he was like, is that cheesy? There's a million other things that you could have done if you wanted to do a cheesy proposal. But to have your brother come in holding the boombox, the pina colada song, no. Disgusting. I hated I, everything about it. I know that I would hope that my future fiance will go, like, tell my friends the idea. And if he tries to do that dumb shit, no. I would like to share a story on this podcast. <laughs> Seth, when we got around the time that we got engaged, we were going to Disney. I'm not a Disney adult. I was going to Disney to drink around the world and because it was paid for by his family. I will admit that. It was super fun. I'm thankful for it. But like, I could give a fuck about Disney. I don't have fucking Disney shit in my house. I'm not a Disney adult. Seth hatches this brilliant plan that he is going to propose to me at Disney. And he tells Ashley and Emily this. And they said, absolutely not. (laughs) This is a horrible idea. So if you want to be cheesy, fly a bitch to Disney if she's a Disney girl and do that. But I will also say if he would have played the Pina Colada song, I would still would have said no. Like that is horrible. Yeah, I I know it's not the same because it's marriage proposal. I know when I got asked to prom my senior year, I got asked by um, a guy who we had AP lit together and like he knew I liked English. So the poster had like a cheesy like quote from like a british novel that we're reading that is cheesy not the fucking pina colada song the pina colada song is horrible and i don't even remember did he have on a hawaiian shirt did he fully commit to the bit i think he had like a flower thing no if you're no 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 if you are fucking proposing to the pina colada song you need to be in cargo shorts sandals Hawaiian shirt. We've in, Hawa- in Hawaii. In, in Hawaii. Hawaii. You have to be in Hawaii. Commit to this bit. You can't half ass it. That shows that you don't even care enough 
to fully do it. Yeah. And this is the thing. If future fiance, if you're ever listening to this, I do not want a workplace engagement. No. Like it was just, I, she was at her desk. Horrible. No, no. Why do you think that of all the people in the world I want to share my engagement with, it's my coworkers. Come the fuck on. No. No. As you can see, we did not like the proposal. Yeah, did not like that. I'm glad that I had some deep feelings about that. I'm glad that I got that off my chest. (laughs) Okay, now this is the thing. If he wanted to do a proposal, I know we're still stuck on the proposal part. We all know they have their own private jet. He could have recreated the, like, the stopover. They could could propose on the plane. Like, he could have done so many, so many things that were better. I agree. Not the pina colada song terrible terrible choice okay i just have to know sab would you join the mile high club i uh, duh yes yes i would join the mile high club i will say though there's this like company in vegas where you can like pay and they'll take you up on a plane and it's like god this bed in it i'm not fucking doing that i don't want to fuck <laughs> i don't want to pay to go on a plane just where a bunch of other people fuck in a plane like that is not appetizing to me but yes i would 100 percent join the mile high club would you i think i would if it was a private jet but oh no it doesn't have to be private <laughs> but i am such a rule follower like i would just be too scared I am not, nor have I ever really been a rule follower. Um, so no. If I, if there was a bathroom big enough, like Seth and I are planning a trip to Europe. If we could sneak into like the first class business class bathroom, I would I would do it. 100%. You'd have to be quick, but. Yeah. I am um, looking to intern, um, not this summer, so 2024 in Denmark. And so I was looking at like ticket like prices and I was like, if I start saving now, I could possibly afford the first flight ticket. Because mm. it's like $1,500 more. So I was like, if I save, I was like, if I'm flying to Denmark by myself, single, first class gives me that stopover potential. You got to be in first class. I agree. I agree. So. Well, we have to put Jameson on the boyfriend pyramid. I'm really interested of what we're both going to say. <laughs> because I can go first I think I'm letting Jameson meet the parents and that's where we end I'm putting Jameson at ultimate friends with benefits with the (gasps) potential to meet the parents you have never ranked a man lower than me and this is why because I think that Jameson needs therapy yeah, I think that you've dated slash fucked a guy like this before and it didn't turn out well. No. And so you are, you are very triggered. <laughs> I am very <laughs> triggered. I am. So I think that he is fun, but I just can't get over. Like, he's an asshole and he's never going to change. And, like, it takes a special woman to be with Jameson. I'm not that woman. So mm-hmm. ultimate friends with benefits. If we run into my parents at the grocery store and they invite us to dinner, then that's when he can meet the parents. But that's the highest it will go. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely letting him meet the parents. I want to be with Jameson for at least one Christmas. Can you imagine the gifts? I mean, come on. That's true. I (laughs) want like a a nice diamond tennis bracelet (laughs) and like some good matching earrings. Like I'm going to milk this for all it's worth. But 
like I'd be fine to be his fucking masseuse and fuck him every Thursday. Like that's a fine situation for me to be in. Yeah, but I he... think having some commitment would really lead to some good gifts. Like when I think it's like the hottest thing, and like this is why. Like I wish I could have a relationship where the guy's the CEO. Like when he like when this happens and they bring the stylist over, um, all the dress that I eat that shit up every single time. Every single yeah. time. Yeah. Like just let me be your date to one gala. One, one gala. All Emily wants is a gala. I told her she could literally... go. She could head on over to the military ball. But that was a good number. That is literally. I was texting on my guy friends, guy friend, whatever, and he was like being sarcastic, and I was like, "You should be an actor." And he was like, "I'll let you know when I go to the Oscars." And I was like, "As long as I can be your date." He was like, "Of course." Like, if I just want to, I just want to wear a long dress. Like, I sorority formals. I'm past that life. Give me an opportunity to wear a fancy dress. Yeah, not a dress from Lulu's or Windsor. Yeah. We want like a real fucking gown. I want a gown, so that's like legit just all I want. <laughs> I might just buy a gown. Like, you, know? <laughs> just... you could become a high school teacher and chaperone the prom. That could be a good opportunity for you. That is true. I texted my friends who have boyfriends. I'm like, can y'all hurry up? And like, I'm trying to be a bridesmaid again. Yes. Do the whole dress thing. So I was like, hurry it up. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Well, shockingly low, shockingly low on the boyfriend pyramid for Jameson Miles this week. But I, mean, I just couldn't put, him, I couldn't put him as God tier. I just yeah. couldn't. We said it from the jump. I mean, he really was toxic. He, I think that your statement of Jameson and Emily walked so that Vicious and Amelia could run is so fucking accurate because Vicious was this, but he was not quite as, he was mean to everyone but Amelia. Jameson was mean to everyone, <laughs> including Emily. Yeah. And to me, I just like, in bed, that can be a turn on, but no. Not but out of it, not cute. No. And it's really interesting. Throughout the whole series, all the female main characters have issues with the guys' money. And I'm like, are you, are you guys smoking crap? <laughs> like, what's the issue here? I don't see a problem. I don't see a like, single problem. No, like, if you want to order the top tier wine. Okay. Because we see it in this book. Do you have an issue if you go out with Seth and he orders your drink for you without you saying what you want to drink? No, because... I think it's hot. Well, I think also, it's also I think hot. That he's always Seth does this for me a lot, actually, and it's always right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like I, he's yeah. not ordering me shit that I don't. He's not ordering me a fucking pina colada. Like he's ordering <laughs> me what I actually want. Like when she like started like fighting about that, I was like, girly girl, like no. I think it's a control thing. I think she wanted to be in control, and if you want to be in control, don't date a fucking billionaire CEO. Date your local pizza delivery man. He would love to be in control. Like, you just can't have it both ways. No. All right. We're being their therapist right now. (laughs) Yeah, we really have gone off on a tangent. This apparently hit some buttons for Emily and I, but I'm glad that we could use this time to work it through. Okay, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the stopover. It really is a classic, and we hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, next week we are going sports so hockey season's back so we'll be reading the icebreaker by hannah grace and it is the first book in the ucmh series and we have enemies to lovers ice skater hockey player and it's in college setting so it's getting a lot of 
reviews. And so I am very excited to read it and it is available on Kindle Unlimited. Yep. So we will see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Spice Rock Pod. And we love to engage with you all. And then we'll see you next week for the icebreaker. Bye guys.